This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I'm answering readers' questions. And today is a cool question because it's basically how did I come up with um, the theory about the unconscious conditioning being the key to kind of releasing you from uh, emotional and psychological dependence on alcohol. And to tell you how I came up with the theory, I sort of have to tell a bit of my own story, which is, is cool. So I was in this hugely successful international marketing career. I was in charge of 28 countries. I was flying all over the world. I did 22 countries in a span of two years. I was often on international trips, which were first class and just a hugely kind of boozy culture. So I was drinking a lot on the airplanes, in the airplane lounges, at the networking events, at the business dinners, at the corporate dinners. And this went on for quite a long time. And then I found myself, there was a one moment where um, we were over in the UK and it was me and my husband and it was a weekend and we'd taken our two kids and I had a hangover from the night before. So I was feeling like crap. So I stuffed two um, big beers in my bag and we were taking our kids to London Eye. And I, um, you know, we're about to go up on the London Eye and I was like, okay, I want to have a beer because it'll make me feel better. And I, I really felt like I just needed it and needed the relief. And I pulled this beer out and I accidentally dropped it. And it was this huge can of beer and it started spraying all over my kids who were about, I think they were three and five at the time. And so they were drenched in beer and it was funny, but not funny. Funny, but gut-wrenching, stomach dropping, I feel like I want to puke because this is so horrible and embarrassing and I just drenched my kids in beer and why at 10 in the morning do I think it's a good idea to have a few beers before we go get on the London Eye? Why can't I just hang out with my children? And what is this? What is what is happening to me? And I felt very, very pained in that moment and I remember putting a really good face on it like just haha funny, that's hilarious and let's laugh about it. But inside I was dying. Inside I felt like, who am I? And I didn't really know who I was at that point in time. I didn't really understand. And so, you know, I made this conscious desire to just cut back and drink less. And I thought it would be easy. Like I thought it would, okay, so I don't want to drink as much. So that sucked. So that was embarrassing. Like I don't want to be doing those things anymore. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. I felt like I had two competing voices in my head. There was this voice that was like, okay, you're not going to drink today. You know, you're, you're taking a break. Like alcohol's not that great. And then as soon as five o'clock rolled around, there was this voice in the head that said, oh, but it's been such a long day, but you need it, but you deserve it. But the kids are hard, but they're screaming. And there was this deep unconscious thing. And I have to tell you another part of my story at the same point in my life I'd been undergoing about three years of the most excruciating back pain. My youngest son was three years old and it had started right when he was born um, and I couldn't get rid of it. I tried chiropractic, I tried muscle relaxants, I tried traction, I tried all sorts of things to get rid of this back pain. I spent you know tens of thousands of dollars to get rid of this back pain and nothing worked. And finally I was turned on to a book by Dr. John Sarno, it was called uh, Healing Back Pain. And so I read this book and he says in the beginning of the book, he goes, look, 
Sometimes when back pain is undiagnosable and nothing works, it's actually repressed unconscious emotions. It's your mind protecting itself from this deep pain that you have inside and it does that by not letting oxygen go to your muscles and you have excruciating pain and that protects you from thinking things that you know are too painful for you to think. And I was like, whoa, sounds woo woo, sounds crazy, but I'm desperate. And he goes, okay, so your conscious mind is entertaining this theory, but how does it work? I have to convince your unconscious mind. I have to go through and deprogram and convince your unconscious mind that this is true, that this is the case. And so I said, okay, because in order to do that, I'm gonna have to have you read this 300 page book. So I was like, I'll give it a go. I read this book. I have chills just like thinking about this. I read this book and the day after I finished it, I was able to pick up my son and I hadn't been able to pick him up. You know, I, it worked and it was incredible. It was amazing. And I was able to pick up my kids. I was able to help my husband move. Um, and so during this time of drinking, something came back to me from this experience and I said, you know what, I feel like I have this conscious desire to make a really powerful and important change in my life and my drinking, but I have this deep-seated, very powerful unconscious belief that I need alcohol, that I need it to relax, that I need to network, that I need it for my career to be creative, that I need it to get promoted, that I need it to hang out with my kids, that I need it to be a good mom, that I need it to have sex. Like, I believe these things, like I believe the sky is blue, like I really truly believed that alcohol was vital and important in my life. And I realized that until I addressed those beliefs, it was always going to be a battle. It was always going to be a fight. There would always be this huge amount of willpower to overcome it because it would always be such a battle. And um, and so I said, well, how can I do that? How can I address those unconscious beliefs? And I actually got in touch with, uh, I reached out to Dr. Sarno. I was put in touch with one of his sort of protégés and I had a two hour Skype call with this man and, and I said, hey, would this work for alcohol, for, for my emotional attachment to alcohol? And he said, yes, yes. Dr. Sarno always said this would work. And so I started this year's worth of work research of going through and saying, how can I change my unconscious unconscious conditioning, unconscious beliefs? And I um, researched all different sorts of method. It took me all sorts of places. And then about a year later, I remember walking out of my office and telling my husband like, hey, if you want to get drunk with me, tonight's the night, because after tonight, I'm not drinking again. And he, I mean, you could have pushed him over. Like, he, he looked at me like, are you insane? Like, you've been drinking at least a bottle, sometimes two a night for the last decade since we've been married, um, really? And so I said yes, and we split a bottle of wine. I'd planned to, you know, just get drunk, last hurrah, whatever. Um, I ended up getting really sick, which was kind of a blessing. And, and it was funny too, because the bottle of wine, like I didn't even drink as much as normal, but I got really sick. So I think there was some universe saying like, yeah, this is not what you want to be doing. And, um, and I woke up the next morning and I haven't looked back. And it was because I had undone methodically every one of those beliefs I just talked about. I made a list of every single thing I believed. And I said, are these things true? And I, I'm coming out with, um, a new thing, the alcohol experiment, so this 30 day challenge. And if you're curious, you can go to thealcoholexperiment.com. But basically what it is, is I've, I've come up with this methodology and it's called the three D's for lack of a better name. If anybody has a better name, <laughs> I'm all ears. But it's basically uh, define, define the belief, deconstruct, understand why. We have to understand why. Why do I believe this? Why is this true for me? And then decide. 
and so decide based on internal evidence and external evidence. So I'll give you a very fast example like define I believe alcohol, I need it to relax. Deconstruct. Why do I believe that? Well, because every single television show shows, you know, policemen after a homicide investigation, stressful job, relaxing with a bottle of beer. Um, and because once I started to drink it, there's a numbing effect and, and it felt relaxing. It felt like it turned off my brain. So I believed it relaxed me. So then deconstruct is this internally true. So I start to, you know, ask questions like, um, am I really more relaxed the next day? When I'm drinking, do I remove the source of my, like the stressors, do I remove them or do I just put a bandaid over them for later? Um, and externally, is it true? So I look at scientific studies and I say, okay, there was mice that were put through 30 days of drinking. Did they come out more or less relaxed? Like were they able to deal with stressors after 30 days of alcohol than mice that were sober for 30 days? No, they were much less able to deal with stressors. So biochemically, does alcohol relax us? No, alcohol numbs us and then puts us into a state of much higher stress because it actually increases the release of adrenaline and cortisol in the body. And so you go through that and all of a sudden this belief, I need alcohol to relax, just barely naturally lets go of you. And all of a sudden you don't feel like you desire it to relax. So that's kind of the thing. And I, I went through every single one of those with basically that method. And um, yeah, so that's my story. That's how I came up with the theory. And great question. I love answering questions. So thank you for, for listening. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word. Thank you.